Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Runslick, and today we have a weird one. Well, it's not weird. It's just unique. Is that the word that I should use? We're, we're flipping shit on its head. Um, this is actually going to be, I stole this episode for you, okay? Shh, don't tell anyone. It's, uh, no, this is um, an inner, I'm being interviewed today by Devin Vrana um, on a project that they launched in May as a as a fundraiser. Um, they Devin is amazing. She's been on the podcast multiple times. She's always doing a bunch of things. Um, and she has a heart just a fire and gold. She's got a lion's heart, that's for sure. Um, but this is a 137th of an interview of a package of speaking lineups and interviews of amazing people in our profession. And all proceeds go to the Light in the Dark fundraiser for the Dops and Roanhorst family. So this is my interview, but there are 36 other interviews in this package that you can buy. So you get mine for free. Um, but if you would love inspiration, coaching, um, so much practice advice. So some of the people that are in this package are, okay, oh, holy moly, I have the list here. So we've got Dr. Stanton Holm, we've got Dr. Jack Burla, Katina Manning, Ben Tapper, Jen Floriani, Billy DeMoss, Tony Ebel, Monique Andrews, Tamara McIntyre, Jay Kamarick, Jill Lamarck, Danny Knowles, oh, Lauren Kodike, Stu Bittman, Tim Young. Wow, she's got a lot of like really cool people. Um, so there, all that to say, if you like this and go like that was, that was worthwhile. There are many others packaged together that you could buy for $197, and those proceeds are going to go to two chiropractic families um, that have just been dealt to shit, and I mean, there's really no good way to say it, um, that could use your help and support. So it's not often, well, I was going to say it's not often that you get to hear me talk so much, but that's not true, is it? You guys hear me talk? all the time. Um, 
you know, in intros like now, uh, in solo episodes. So you probably do get plenty of me, but today you get a little more. Uh, before we jump in, I'm going to give a shout out. So did you guys know that on Spotify, you can put comments? Um, so this is a shout out to a comment from episode 208 that had Dr. Sharina on and we were talking about network spinal analysis. And this is a comment from Mrs. L.R. Miller, I think. That's that's what I would say. Or it's Ms. actually, sorry. M-S-L-R Miller. And it says, so many great parts and love learning more about network spinal analysis. Favorite part, though, is Lauren saying, fuck chakras. You guys, there are things that come out of my mouth that you repeat back to me. And I go, I said, what? Like, like what? I, <laughs> I will get texts from friends just like four laugh emojis and then like quoting me after they listen to an episode. And I'm like, I'm going to need more context because I don't remember what I said that you are laughing so hard about. And I don't know if I was meaning to be funny. So I don't remember why. Like, in what context does someone say fuck chakras? That's not nice um, or accurate. So I don't know. If you haven't listened to episode 208, I recommend going back and getting the context for me of why why somebody would say that. But so if you are listening on Spotify and you're like, Lauren, I can't give you a rating, well, then I would say, hey, leave a comment in an episode and I will give you a listener shout out that way. But if you're listening on Apple, like a majority of you do, it would really mean the world to me if you would write a review. Maybe maybe you liked this episode. Maybe you liked a previous episode. But I would love it. It helps more people find the podcast. And i that's kind of a goal in my life right now is to get the podcast in front of more people. I don't know how we're going to do it because, you know, I guess probably ads. Is that what you do? You do ads. I don't think I'm supposed to talk to you about this, though. I don't think I'm supposed to tell you my strategy, but you're already listening. So maybe my strategy worked. Maybe whatever I did in the future is why you're listening right now food for thought, people. Um, do I have any other updates for you? Am I going anywhere? Yes, I am going somewhere. Oh, well, currently, woo, 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 um, I'm in Hawaii. I'm not recording this in Hawaii, so not currently, but you're currently, if you're listening when this release, I'm in Hawaii. Um, but in October, I'm going to the WDC conference in Scottsdale. So if you are like 85% of our listeners and have a vagina, you can go to the WDC conference. Although I have a feeling this is a man safe place too um, because it's not cool to alienate men anymore. So if you're in the 15% of listeners who are men, but who knows, maybe my ads will have worked. So by the time this is listening, maybe 20% will be men. So many options for the future that we don't know the answers to. Um, you could also go to the WDC conference. I'm going to be there and we can hang out. Um, otherwise, other than updates, I would just like to take a moment and give a shout out to one of our sponsors of the podcast, SCED. They were a game changer in our practice and communication with patients and helping patients schedule themselves. Our phone does not ring a gazillion times to just say, hey, I was scheduled at four. Can I come at 430? 
yes, you can just come. Um, people can do that themselves. They can move to a different day. They can do it. You can also get new patients. If you like phone is blowing off the hook with new patients, you can have your new patients schedule themselves. So there's all sorts of cool features over on SCAD. Check the link in our show notes and you can check that out. So without further ado, let's, um, there is no bio because I'm the person and you know who Devin is. Um, she's playing host today. So we're just going to pray and then we're going to get into it. Dear God, this is a, this is a meaningful episode. Um, thank you for people like Devin who you have dipped in fire and are so passionate to spreading the message of chiropractic to people and also inspiring chiropractors that they are not alone in this journey. She is a connector. She is someone who is a mover and shaker in this profession. When I look to the future of chiropractic and I go, who is, you know, who is grabbing the torch from the people who grabbed the torch from the people, right? Like who, who is that? I look to people like Devin and I am so happy that she exists, that the other people, this list, this lineup of people that is in this fundraising for families within chiropractic, um, I'm so thankful that they exist and it can feel like such a heavy, a heavy burden if you think that like it is our job to save this profession. It is our job to save people. And it's not. It's our job to do our part, to be light. It's not meant to feel heavy. It's meant to feel like when we are in alignment with the life-saving, life-changing message of chiropractic, it's light. It is the big idea and it is a group effort. And so I am so thankful to be thought of for being in, even in the list of names. Um, I'm so honored. It makes me feel like I should probably do a better job. Um, so give me inspiration to just continue doing work on myself, um, to share the message with other people in my community and other chiropractors um, and just be with everyone listening to chiropractor or not to just keep doing their part one step in front of the other and if it feels heavy like evaluate because it's not meant to feel heavy because you're not alone if you feel alone you're doing something wrong and so you're not alone it's not meant to be heavy and um in your name we pray Amen. Okay, so check out, I will attach the link below if you enjoy this episode and you are feeling so inclined to donate. Um, click that link and you can have access to the rest of these amazing um, speakers and interviews and help some families within chiropractic. All right, without further ado, here's me talking to Devin. I want you to like stretch out and get your heart good and open for this session of Adjust the Adjuster because this is one of my favorites. I'll say females, but that's from like the ultimate sisterhood, like love and I freaking see you doing the thing girl um, place because like this woman doesn't belong in any sort of box. Um, and she speaks really to the heart of so many subluxations in chiropractic with her podcast, She Slays the Day. 
and um, is growing as we speak in the chiropreneur um, dream pursuit. And so I wanted to bring her in here so that she could bring all those wisdoms she's gathered in the podcast, but also you know, what she's living, breathing in the practice, the podcast, the expansion phases of life and share some of her own pearls with us. So please welcome Dr. Lauren Brunskin. You're making me blush, Devin. Well, I love you. I love you. And it's what I love about our profession. I mean, each time I do these, it's like, it was so innate when it was like, who do I want to interview for this one? Um, because I feel like this is something that should live in chiropractic because there's so many powerful voices, but it was so easy with with some of the names that came out and it was like these you you just so inspire me with the way I've seen you grow and get after it and want to serve bigger and brighter in this profession and the people doing that are the people I want to be closest to so I just I love and appreciate you so much the feeling is so mutual so mutual now we could we could pick a lot of different topics um but before um you know I get going in these I just say hey is there anything you know you want to talk about or you you know, don't want to talk about, but one place that we really, I think, connect is jump and figure it out on the way down. Type 1000%. So for those people that, you know, mind F themselves into corner or that like analysis paralysis subluxation, talk to us about how you make the adjustment to just go for it, to just make the leaps and what that's opened up for you. So first I want to say that like, I am somebody who I'm a comparison mindset. So I've spent my entire, let's say middle school on looking at people that have something that I don't feel I innately have. And I don't want to say feeling jealousy or envy, but like, oh, why can't I do that? Be that. And so, and I still do it. It's something that, you know, I'm 37. I'm getting like, with wisdom is coming less of that, but I have a very specific personality that taking action quickly comes naturally easier for me. So that is just one of my God-given talents that if you are somebody who does get stuck in analysis paralysis, I don't want you to like beat yourself up of like, damn it, why, why does she make it look so easy? Because that is literally something God made easy for me because believe me, there are a lot of things, candor, eloquence with words, those things like do require, require a lot of effort, but taking action quickly is something that is one of my gifts. Um, the, but one of the like actual useful things that I can say is I'm aware that that is something that's important to me. So if I was somebody who was frustrated that I don't take action, I would make sure that I surround myself with people who I innately trust, who will have my back if I make big air quotes here, if you're listening and not watching the wrong decision, I surround myself with people who are going to be like, no, 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 we got this. We'll pivot. We got this type of thing. So because I know that my personality is to do that, I've surrounded myself with those kind of people. But if I knew my personality wasn't that way, I would also surround myself with those kind of people. You can't have people who are just like, they need to know that you are a big picture thinker. You're gonna take action. You're gonna figure shit out. You're going and like, not be like, hold on, let's let's figure it all out first. And mm -hmm. it's like, no, 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 this is a good idea. This is yeah. a great opportunity, go. Yeah, yeah, and, and I love that you use the word pivot, right? As like one of my 
one of our like core traits within our own organization and office where it's like, we are adaptable creatures. We are resilient creatures and we, we pivot and we show up and it's crucial because otherwise, um, and, and I think that that movement can get you in hot water too, right? Like I have definitely like jumped and gone, Ooh, I probably, oh, never, never for me. <laughs> and so, so what does that look like tactically, right? When, it, when people listen and going, okay, so say you move and then a challenge comes because it's going to, right? Like mm-hmm. as you unfold in projects, it like, even with the perfect plan, more air quotes, there are going to be obstacles that you, there are going to be some blind spots that come up. So talk to me about how you feel that, but also how your team shows up to pivot. Right. And I love that you said like, even a perfect plan, so many people, the reason that they're so hesitant to move is because they can't see the entire path. And then where they experience a lot of anxiety is they realize as they're on this perfect path that they felt good about, life just keeps happening anyways. And that illusion of control that they thought they had, they never have. So the thing that is really important is step one, you do not retreat. Okay. You may slow your roll. You may have been like, hell yeah, this is going great. And then you like hit that first. I've never done like a tough mutter, but like, I imagine like that first obstacle where you're like, you want me to get electrocuted crawling through mud? Like you're going to pause, you're going to pause, but you're not going, Oh, this was a bad idea. Go back to my comfort zone. Um, And that's what so many people do is when they are faced with, it's not even like adversity, it's just life happening. And they use that as a moment to shame themselves back into comfort and go like, you did a bad job. You didn't have it all figured out. Go back to your corner. Don't take action until you have it all figured out again. And that is the worst thing you can do. So I am going to say that like literally in the last 14 months, we have had six employees that have shifted that were under my payroll and are no longer under my payroll. And I love all six of them. Every single one has a completely different story. Some are staying home. Some are starting their businesses. Some moved to Colorado, like beautiful. There was not a single one that was like, I hate you. You hate me this sucks. Um, So I can tell you that there have been a lot of things where we're like, okay, we have a ton of employees. Let's take this big, bold move. Oh, shoot. We are understaffed now because those two people shifted out of our life and we didn't know that was going to happen. And so we need to pivot. And so like, it's just standing there and going like, okay, what is the truth that I have as my options going forward? Mm. Not from a place of fear, but going, what are my options? And like so many people just are, they're so heart hurt in shame that they just don't go up into their brain and go like, okay, shame, embarrassment, sadness, disappointment, lack of control, anger. Oh my God. The anger I felt when my right hand woman told me that she was not coming back after her second pregnancy so she could stay home. The anger I felt that she is so freaking talented to be a, a stay-at-home mom and like, don't come at me. Like, that's a joke. You know, whatever. I get the glory. But like, yeah. Yeah. Well, because so, it's like a, a partner for us. You yes. know, you have somebody that gets it, oh. has it, holds it. Jess, if you're listening, which I have a feeling you will listen. This, this We went through this too. It's, it's in her third pregnancy and I could see the season building and I'm like, oh my God, don't go. 
I feel you where yeah. it's like, oh, and, and being the mother of an 18 year old and looking back, I can go, you only get that season for a little bit. So if God is calling you home, go home and I'll exactly. figure my stuff out. Like, exactly. So you can accept that those emotions are happening, but then you need to step up and go like, okay, what do we do? What are our options for moving forward? And then you better have good sounding boards, um, people who have the same just core values for you. Like for me, it is always, has always been and always will be my husband. Um, in some of my most embarrassing moments, my biggest failures, and I always like air quotes failures, um, we don't dwell. We go like, okay, let's look forward. What, what are the next steps forward? Mm -hmm. mm, I love it. And it's, um, you know, I think that you attract that, right? So if you are that um, and, and you have it in your significant other, and then you grab, you know, those people that have, have that same type of mojo um, show up to, you know, when God closes a door, mm -hmm. the new one's going to open. It's cliche, but it really is those trust balls, those like challenges of faith of like, well, it's not the only person that can hold that position. Right. Not the, you know, someone else is going to come associate, same type of thing. Couple words that have you've shared coming up. I want to talk about the control subluxation and the shame subluxation because I think those are human subluxations. I love talking about them. Yeah. Uh, they show up in chiropractic and they can really limit us. So let's talk about control, right? Because so many of us, I'm that like driver personality, and 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 it's like the doer in me. That's where I first learned to achieve, but that turns into micromanaging. That mm -hmm. you know the control freak that suffocates creativity and collaboration and joy really. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about what you've seen and how you adjust that when you catch it in yourself. Yeah. Um, so one therapy, like honestly talking to someone and realizing, so, so many control, so many people don't even realize that the cause of their anxiety, the cause of their inaction, the cause of a lot of stuff in their life is their control. Like I think one of the, it's so cliche, but like the first step is realizing, oh, you're struggling that with that situation because you don't have control and that bothers you. So like, I mean, this goes down to a weird level of being frustrated that you're training for a half marathon and your runs aren't going well, you know, and you're angry or frustrated that your house isn't as clean as you would like it to be. Frustrated that your kindergartner's teacher is sending home a note like all of these frustrated that you don't have the, your husband and you aren't having sex as often as you want. like there's so many different things that like oh it comes back to your idea of control because you're trying to control like it's all control and so real because so many of us don't see like well that's not an issue with control and it's like your anger about it your frustration with the situation likely tethers back. So it's a number one thing that whether you think you're a control freak or not, people who, you know, struggle with hiring, struggle with keeping, struggle with friendships, struggle with relationships, all of which like, you know, that, that, that I also deal with, um, needing to control the atmosphere and everything tends to be it. So it's one, just seeing that and then getting quicker at recognizing it. That is, I don't know, if I, I can dream that one day I will be less controlling. Maybe, 
If not, my backup plan is to get hyper quick at realizing when I'm doing it and fix the behavior. Mm -hmm. So like I may be prompted to want to control the rest of my life, but if I can realize in one minute, mm -hmm. half a second, as soon before the words even come out of my mouth, before the anger arises, if my brain can recognize what's happening and go, oh, oh, hold on, you're trying to control. And then at least I can, again, take action moving forward with that knowledge of like, okay, you're feeling this feeling because you don't have control and you're mad that you can't make another human being do what you want. Like it comes down to retention. Oh, how mad I get when a family drops off care and I'm just like, they can't afford it. Fuck, they can't afford it. Of course they can afford it. If they, like, and then I get mad and it's like, why? Well, because when was their last ROF? It wasn't me. I can't control my associate. Did they do a good enough job? Maybe if they, if I could have controlled my associate, if I'd have been in the room, if I'd have done the ROF, I would have kept them. Or maybe like just it's all control, it's all control. And, and it's an illusion and it's an energy drain. So I love that visual of like the adjustment that we're likely going to have to come back to throughout mm -hmm. our lifetime of, okay, adjust the mind adjust the heart, reset, now go. And the way that you're putting this in practice terms, you know, and the other thing that you said, as we were getting on here, I said, anything you don't want to talk about. And you say, it's all on the table. And that is, again, the people that I like to be around, because I think from this honest space, someone out there has felt those feelings, whether it's in their marriage, whether it's in a patient taking care or staying in prep, like we've all, we're all going to run into it. And, um, the heart of that, I think too, is becoming a better leader, right? So we were both at the leadership mastermind and you realize like so much of practice in the beginning is like, I got to grow this practice. And then you evolve and it's like, I'm building this business. And in that, it can't be you doing all the time. You have to learn to be a better leader. And that becomes critical that you keep your perspective and your heart adjusted in these situations. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. And like the more that you grow, that's one of the biggest things that I've realized as I've kind of stepped up into having multiple businesses and not just the chiropractic clinic, but also nurturing chiropractors is seeing where I was lacking as a leader. And so in the absence of me, it was really easy to go like, whoop need to fix some of those things. Like, um, because yeah, that's when you're there all the time, you may think like, oh no, they're, they're doing great. Like, nope, not necessarily. Yeah. And it, and you just, you, it's a muscle that you have to build. Right. And so, you know, one of my regular mantras or adjustments is like, just let go, just let go. Like, and, and let them, cause it's the same thing with, you know, a child, learning to walk or a flower grow, like you can't control that process. And so you got to like, believe your people are going to rise up into those situations. And if you're hovering all the time, they can't. Hey, She Slayers. I have partnered with Well Aligned and Above Down Apparel to give all of my listeners something really special. So listen up, don't skip a free premium t-shirt. Okay, you get a free t-shirt. So just head over to wellaligned.com forward slash she slays to claim your listener offer. That's all you got to do.
Above Down has the coolest and most comfy chiropractic tees that showcase your personality. My favorite is the Mabel. I love it. Um, they're super soft and a great conversation starter if you do see conversation with, you know, your patients. We call it table talk. What more can you ask for? So I've also been using well-aligned materials for years to educate my patients. They have high-quality ROF folders, patient hands out, handouts, office forms, posters, and a ton more. So why recreate the wheel when there's a perfectly designed communication tool ready for you to help educate and inform? Head over to wellaligned.com forward slash she slays to claim your free t-shirt. And I'll drop a link in the show notes so you can check it out. Hey, she slayers. So a question I get asked a lot is what have I found that works best to get new patients in the door? Well, my friends over at the Pediatric Experience have put together the ultimate branding and marketing playbook that does a comprehensive job to answer this question. And they even include a free video training that comes with it. This free guide reveals the secrets to a kick-ass, wildly effective marketing system that consistently brings in over 20 new patients every single month. And guess what? It's all organic. Picture this, a proven approach that will grow your patient numbers while you focus on doing what you do best, providing exceptional chiropractic care. Inside the playbook, you'll discover the five core elements of this powerful marketing system, from crafting a compelling brand to implementing strategic marketing strategies, they've got you covered. If you know PX, Dr. Tony and that crew, they practice exactly what they preach, and it's no different in the latest PDF Plus training they've put together for you. So if you're ready to attract more patients through the door, grow your practice, and dominate your local market, this guide is a must-have for you. So check out the link in the description to get your free download and video training. Hi friends, I wanted to take a quick break from the episode to make sure you all know about the cool stuff we have happening over on Patreon. This is a platform where I can offer you extra content, behind the scenes interviews, quick trainings, and exclusive trainings answering your exact question live, back to back with me. It's a way for me to more directly interact with you and post some fun things that would never be in the normal weekly episodes. To check out what we're doing and to sign up, click the link in the show notes. I'd like to take a moment to thank one of our primary sponsors of the podcast, Insight CLA. The Insight tech moves the message off the spine and into the nervous system where the magic of the adjustments can be measured and tracked. Everyone from newborns to seniors are being scanned in my practice and in thousands of other practices like ours so they can be examined and inspired to choose chiropractic care. It's like an instant referral machine because the scans are so visible and informative. Like what patient wouldn't want to know how their nervous system is performing? The staff at CLA are ready to take care of you and answer any questions you may have. They also have an incredible online academy that can help train everyone in the office and help them to feel confident on how to get perfect scans and how to interpret the results. We have been using the Insight technology in our clinics for over seven years now, and it is a complete game changer for conversion, retention, and patient education. Click the link below in the show notes as She Slays listeners get preferred pricing and hundreds of dollars off their purchase. Um, now, one of the other things that you've mentioned a few times is shame. So talk to me about how that's shown up in personal life, professional life. And if it's a subluxation, it's, 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 you know, creating dis-ease and a lack of flow. What, 
what is it? How has that shown up in your life? And what's the adjustment? Yeah, I mean, I might be the Brene Brown of chiropractic um, because I, and I honestly think it is why the podcast, like humble brag here, not so humble, just brag. I think it's why the podcast does so well is because people can see themselves in me because I am, I, I want to share with you all of the deep vulnerability of shame because it just helps us all. It helps get it out of me. It's almost like, you know, a selfish reason. Um, so with my personality, I mentioned that I'm very comparison. So if you know the Enneagram, I am an Enneagram three. Threes are all about like external validation. And so one of the metrics, um, and the nice thing is, is when it comes to external validation, our world is full of numbers and metrics that you can measure yourself. How tall are you? How much weight are, like how weight are you? How big is your practice? How many dollars do you spend? How many years did it take to pay off your student loans? What grades did you get? How many children do you have? How healthy are they? They didn't get any vaccines, right? Like how, like how many vacations do you take a year? How many followers do you have? And it is just like, what's your retention? There are so many metrics that I can use to judge whether my existence is measuring up to society's standards, you know? And like, God don't give a shit about any of those metrics. Like he wants me healthy so I can be my best, but like, he doesn't care. He doesn't care if it's not on Instagram and it's in like the soup kitchen in my community where there are zero like followers. Mm-hmm. That's what he cares about. So that's what I need to be reminded of every day all day. Um, because literally, you know, so we're in our 13th year of practice and we realized like, oh shoot, we got a little into the weeds of money, like money, patience, raises, like just really the whole cycle of like, we need more money so we can give you more money because inflammation, inflammation, <laughs> inflation has really gotten our entire staff talking about how expensive things are. I know that in an ideal world, I could turn around and be like, you know what? The world got more expensive. So here's more money. And so I got really in this, this thing, especially with people leaving for more money sometimes being like, we need to give them more money. But then like my CFO being like, well, then we have to make more money. Like, this is how it works. It's a business. Um, And so I realized that we've spent pretty much this entire five months of the year, a little too focused on money. And you could say money for the right reasons to give your employees more money, but it's just, we started to feel that lower vibration. Like you could feel it in our team and it didn't feel good. And so we just this week had to pivot and go, okay, here's what we're going to do with the rest of the year. Like, here's how we are changing. Here's how we're adapting. Here's what we're focusing on. Here's what we're bonusing on and just completely throw it against the wall and do a new thing. Yeah. And I think that's getting to the root cause, right? Cause we can get stuck in surface, like symptoms of the problem, mm-hmm. but it's getting to like, what is underneath all of this? Is this a lack? Mm-hmm. Is this a fear? Is this a mindset? Or is there like actual things that need shifted in? The yeah, way we were talking about shame. I don't know how I got on that. So back to the shame thing though, like labeling the feeling is so such a like toddler parenting technique, but like labeling the feeling that you're feeling. I am feeling, and honestly, I don't know that sadness and anger are complex enough. 
I would say the um, there's a whole bunch of information out there about emotional or mental health being tethered to your emotional intelligence and signs of an emotionally intelligent person is that they can list like 25 different feelings. Like, okay, because a lot of people are like happy, joy, sad, mad, is depressed different than sad? Like, right? And they start going like, okay, I'm mad. Is it because I'm embarrassed? Mm. Is it because I'm jealous? Is it because, you know, like really going, and I feel like embarrassment and shame really hang out together a lot. And then you can go, then you can start asking the real questions. That's when you can start doing the real work of like, okay, you're embarrassed. What are you embarrassed of? And who are you embarrassed from or to whatever, you know, like, who do you feel embarrassed to? And that when you can start answering those questions, that's when the shame cannot hide. That's what Brene Brown says is you shed light on that and it has nowhere to live in you. When you can go, I'm embarrassed that I wasn't chosen to speak on that at that event. Okay, why? Well, because I'm afraid that it means that I'm not doing as good as I think. Or like, you know, and you just start like, I'm not as good as I think, you know, and just getting it. And then it all really comes back to worth. The story, I think betrayal and abandonment hang out there too, you know, and I was doing a, a, a mastermind call and, and one of the women that I was working with, like part of what was coming up for her, you know, was this feeling of being left out and it's like, okay, well, where did that come from? And it's like playground when we're little girls, you know, and it's like that we're still little girls in big kid bodies with big kid, like, you know, bills to pay but those raw emotions are still surface level in a lot Mm -hmm. of us. And so I think, you know, fine tuning emotional intelligence, what are a couple of your favorite books or resources to somebody out there? That's like, man, I probably got some work to do in this area. So I would definitely say Brene Brown for sure. Um, There's also, okay. So there's this account on Instagram that I don't know if I'll be able to find it quick. So I'll just message it to you. So you can have it in like, will there be show notes or something? Um, She is like, counter coddling culture. Mm. Um, so she's a therapist. And so let's talk about this. Like, I think we're doing a lot of inner child work, which is great. It's great to see the root. Um, but I think for some people, what it's creating is a lot of indebtedness of like, I feel betrayed because you didn't invite me, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) there's like true betrayal. Most of the time, it's not that, you know, sometimes we are that little girl and they're like, we don't want to play with you because you're stinky. And like, you know, we have a vendetta against you and we don't want you in the club. Other times it's them being like, well, we're playing Foursquare and there's four of us. And we talked it like at breakfast that we were going to play Foursquare at recess. And so you can't play with us because there's a four of us. Like, and it's not personal, but it's just like, oh, we made plans not thinking about you because we were thinking about ourselves. And so I think one of the biggest things that I have to continue, maybe I'll get it like tattooed on my arm, is they're not thinking about you as much as you're thinking about you. Yeah. Because we are thinking about ourselves all the time, all the time. And that's okay. That's human nature. We are literally the center of our own universe, but we are not the center of anyone else's universe. 
And so, yes, are there people out there who are copying you on Instagram and this and that? Maybe, I don't know, whatever like thing. But um, most of the time, people are just living their life, yeah. like really just living their life and not trying to offend you or they're not even really thinking about you. Yeah. You hit on um, like the, the different emotional scales. So I love Power Versus Force by David Hawkins and like understanding it from a vibrational, very chiropractic um, type of, and then this, the follow-up of letting go. Um, and there's tons of accounts. So we'll, I'll link a few of those things and I know you have resources, mm-hmm. so send them. And I want to go back to what you were saying about metrics because I think that's a real subluxation for sure um, that everybody goes through periodically through practice. And as long as in my experience, I feel like when you kind of mentioned it, if, if metrics are being used to judge the like health and flow and growth in the practice, that's one thing, but not the worth, right? It's not seeing a certain amount, collecting a certain amount, a certain number of followers, certain number of downloads on the podcast. Doesn't It doesn't equate worth, but it does tell me the vitality of my business. So right. like, I think our relationship with those numbers is so key. Yeah, it's so hard because, I mean, you are one of my favorite people to listen to on this topic of like, we're so quick to reject the masculine energy. Mm -hmm. And let's just say that like the masculine energy is the, it's the energy that tends to grow. I mean, it gets shit done and it is the measurement of the vitality. It is the like, okay. This is the amount of money. This is the amount we owe to stay in this building and keep these employees. And for me to keep my house, um, does it match? And so we can look at that and go, Ooh, that got really dominant. Mm -hmm. But what's hard is, I mean, honestly, it's, I've, I've dealt with a very mild form of eating disorders in my life. Like pretty much your kind of your average female in America type of thing. But like, it's kind of like when you deal with somebody who has a unhealthy relationship with food. Well, the problem is, is you need to keep eating. Like if you're an alcoholic, you can draw a line in the sand and say like, I have an unhealthy relationship with this. Not an ounce comes in. Okay. That is just, what is the, We can't do that with food and you can't do that with metrics. Like, you know, so if you have an unhealthy relationship with your numbers, you can't be like, I am abandoning all metrics and I am just going to serve from my heart and what cometh will cometh. And it's like, well, what cometh is still going to be bills and payroll. So like, so, so it's needing to find you can't abandon it. You can't turn, nor should you. Like we are supposed to have both for that health, but mm-hmm. it's realizing when you get heavy in one and how you can counterbalance. Yeah. And leadership, right? Because, you know, as the tide rises, so do all the ships, so to speak. And so like our relationship creates the culture. So if we like get really focus heavy on one of those metrics, like our people are going to do that because they see, oh, that's what she wants us to like, that's who we are. That's what we're about versus like creating this culture that understands, you know, this, this vitality of metrics. And I think that's a ever evolving thing, right? When COVID happened and it was like, you know, so many people are in lockdown. It's like, I, yeah. Am I looking at metrics the same way as like, let's just get them in here. They need adjusted. My God, like, just, I don't care. I don't care if they bring me brownies and beef jerky, just get in here and get adjusted. I don't care what you pay. Like, and we go through these seasons of the way that we show up and the way that things, you know, ebb and flow. Um, But it is, it's a real thing and it affects our whole team and culture. 
last other emotion that you threw up there is anger, which is my favorite because that is your favorite because you're an eight. Yeah. (laughs) Tiny Hulk, tiny tornado, uh, uh, Billy DeMoss and uh, Tim Young, you know, they're like, it's just like, I can't even contain it when it, when I get pissed, it's like, it's visceral for me. And, you know, when we talk about pediatrics or vaccines or freedom, like I, I can't even like, I'm getting better. But that anger is good because it's like learning how to transmute that that into passion and into purpose and into new potential. Um, and I think you and I, again, we're both pretty like fiery elements. And so um, I think that like, talk to me about how in your life, because I, I see you as fire. So, um, you know, how is fire used as a force for good, but it can burn you and it can burn yeah. people around you, right? So talk to me about the yin and yang of fire. Yeah, so- I am a fire sign for sure. But what's interesting is anger isn't my bridge to productivity. So different personalities, right? Um, so it makes sense with you like, yep, anger, action. For me, I go anger, despair, inaction, shame, sadness, like just like in a hole. And then it is like bust through and the Phoenix just, and like, And so it's a pattern that I've seen, you know, it's interesting, like just how like you can look back and be like, oh yeah, that's like everything in my life was more of this, like there's ashes, this has crumbled, this has, and I don't sit there angry and go, I'm going to do something. I sit there and I just go, like, I just sit in the ashes and sometimes it takes days, sometimes weeks. Um, rarely, I don't think, I can't think of a time that it's been longer than like six or eight weeks, but usually it's closer to a week and it might only happen once or twice a year, but it's a, it's, it's not a bad place. I've come to learn like, oh, something's coming after this because the drive, I mean, it's where she slays came from. It is where so many, it's where meeting my husband came from. It is where almost every single amazing thing that has happened in my life came right after this period where I was sitting in ashes and just going, well, this didn't go to plan. Mm -hmm. And there is just, for me, there is this surge of connection, just like truly feeling like all cylinders are firing. Mm -hmm. Like this thing that I can't, man, if there was a drug, well, there is, it's cocaine and I'm not willing to take it. You're right. Okay. never mind. I was about to say, if there's a drug that could give me this every day, I would do it. And I'm like, nope, there is a drug, not going to do it. Okay. Anyways, if there was a natural drug that could give me that, that high, that connection, that like, oh my gosh, I'm so connected and grounded to my purpose and like everything just lines up. But that wouldn't be a yin yang. Yeah. yeah. You don't get, yeah. and it wouldn't be, I, it wouldn't be what it is. Yeah. Like where it comes from are the lows, where I come out, where I can truly say I come out stronger, smarter, more wise, more connected is from the counterbalance to that low. And so for me, like, oh, I get angry. Like anger is like my go-to on like, a day-to-day basis, but it's not where productivity happens for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, it's interesting to hear you unpack that and kind of feel you like hitting the bottom of the pool and coming back up. And for me, it's like, this really makes, why does this make me mad? What is here? Like, what do I need to do? You know, it's like the compass of above down. Like, why does this make me mad? Like, and what can do I do? Do you go straight from anger to action or do you get sad? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's, and I think getting to know yourself emotionally is one of the biggest things I'm taking from the different places that we're going. As we wrap up, um, we have seen a lot of really hard things happen in chiropractic where we've been in practice around the same time. Um, disease, death, I mean, tragedy. I know that you've had losses, um, just like Topher, who, you know, this particular thing is for and what Ryan and Denise and Hillary are in the middle of. Um, if you're looking through the camera to Ryan and Denise, to Hillary, who we're doing this for, you're looking through the camera to someone who's in the storm and in the, like one of those just heart shattering, like what would be your words? What life would you speak in to someone who just really needs that like adjustment um, in this moment? I would say, first of all, Fuck you, Devin, for not preparing me for that question, because that is a hard question. Mm -hmm. Knowing what to say to someone when they're going through something that is unfair, just unfair. And I think I'm not going to like say certain words because um, I don't want to cast shame on people who made decisions over the last few years. Isn't it easier when somebody's health is failing to just be like, yeah, but you made certain decisions. And I don't make those decisions, so I'm safe. Such a, such a little bed of control that we lie in. That will never happen to me. I, you did a thing, and I'm, that's, this is my control. And so it really, really enrages you when you're like, no, we're, we're chiropractors. They didn't do the things I blame America's health on. They did get adjusted every week. They did the thing. They did the diet. They lived the life. It's not supposed to happen this way. And so I don't have extreme words of wisdom to get through that, except for saying like, it's not supposed to happen this way. Um, it's not fair, but God doesn't promise us that. Spirit doesn't promise us that. And that is that's a really hard pill for Kairos to swallow, anybody in the health field to swallow of like, you know, I'll, I'll take it Christian for a second, but I, just because I know the history a lot better, but I'm sure this shows up in every religion. That doesn't promise it's going to be easy. That's the thing that we keep getting our checked of like, good, do the right thing because it's the right thing. But not all of us are going to live to 100 and we're not all like we're going to get some of the diseases that are promised that if you live the life you shouldn't get. And it's not fair. And it just sucks. Mm -hmm. And it just sucks. And we all think it sucks. And but what what else are you going to do? Not live that vital life. You're going to live the expression to its fullest flame that you can every second of every day and have an impact on every single person. And just know that you've got a bunch of warriors going like, mm -mm, it's not fair. That's not how that's supposed to happen. No, but, and I, I think it was perfectly shared. Um, and, um, and, you know, cause you do the rapid fire questions, which I've really enjoyed getting to turn the microphone tables <laughs> on you today. Um, but it, it, from the rawest place, it is like the most human thing we can say is like, this is not fair and this sucks and this makes no sense. And I'm going to add this to my list of the things that when I get to where we go, I'm going to go, God, have a seat. We need, we need to chat about a few things. Like, what was that? What, what was this? You know, um, and the older that I get, because we're getting older, um, you know, you look good, girl. Yeah. Um, 
I'm way ahead of you. Um, but the older, wiser version of me can go, but these are the opportunities where I get to go like, instead of like shaking fist, why God, like open heart, why? Like, and then listen, like for me, just sitting in these spaces of, you know, uh, what can I do? What you can't, you can, you can be really present with your kids and your husband because you get to today. And I think we take medicine from these things we get to witness and we can show up for one another. And that's where I will say, I will applaud chiropractic, um, you know, and even like Denise, who's raising funds for a treatment in, in Tijuana, the DE brothers and sisters came together and rallied and raised the money for her in the matter of days. And you see the GoFundMe for the Rodriguez baby and for Sheena and some of these things that have happened in recent, like we show up because like we have just so much love, like we are misfits and we are rebels and we may not always play nice together in the sandbox, but when push comes to shove, we show up mm -hmm. and, um, and I just love you. So thanks for showing up in this space and, um, we'll share links and people can come play in the podcast. And I'm excited to see you at some point this year. Yeah. It'll happen. So I love you. Love you too. Yeah. We'll see you soon. Dad. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait.